Vox Quick Hits. It's Today Explained. I'm Sean Ramos from. Back in late November of last year, we did an episode about vaccine distribution. In it, our guest warned about vaccine nationalism, leaders vaccinating just their people and disregarding the rest of the world, which obviously wouldn't work well in a global pandemic. Back then, this was theoretical, but now we can look at some real numbers. And Julia Belouz has been doing just that for Vox. How's it looking, Belouz? The short answer is not so great. So we're we're kind of entering this world of the vaccine haves and have-nots. In rich countries, 150 million COVID-19 vaccine doses have gone out. And in poor countries, it's around 150,000. So less than 1% of, of the doses that have gone out in rich countries ha- have been distributed in poor countries. Less than 1%. Yep. And and it's actually only two low-income countries that have um, had vaccines distributed. So one is Nepal. Um, They recently kicked off their vaccine campaign with donations from India. And then the other one is Guinea um, in West Africa. So they gave out around 50 doses of vaccine at the end of last year and then stopped. And so it wasn't really the start of a vaccine campaign, but the health ministry there was saying that this happened only on an experimental basis. So it wasn't the start of an official campaign. I mean, we covered the vaccine first rolling out in the UK and then, of course, coming to the United States pretty much soon after that. It's still just a little shocking that this disparity is that drastic, something like 150 million in rich countries to 150,000 in poor countries, what's the explanation? Is it just first come, first served, highest bidder? Highest bidder is a good way to put it. So vaccines aren't a public good, and the countries that could pay a lot got first dibs. And so last year, as we saw the pandemic playing out, rich countries started to sign these bilateral deals with vaccine manufacturers, and they scooped up a lot of the supply. And this created this global scarcity where where basically, yeah, the first in line, the first with deals are, are starting to vaccinate their populations and the rest of the world has to wait. But there's another problem that we should talk about. Which is? So the way this worked, countries were signing these deals with um, manufacturers at a time when they didn't know which vaccines would work. So they, they signed multiple deals covering their populations many times over. So in the case of the U.S., there's enough vaccine supply pre-purchased to cover the population twice over. Hmm. Back in our homeland, you know we always have to have a Canada reference. Sure. They bought they bought more vaccine doses than any other country per capita in the world. And this has led to this crazy disparity where 60% of the some 7 billion doses of vaccines that are available have been purchased by high-income countries, even though they're home to only 16% of the world's population. It's another massive disparity story in this pandemic. But that's a little confusing because, I mean, as I know from living in the United States right now, there's a ton of people who want the vaccine but can't get it. Now, thousands of people who had vaccine appointments, if they were even able to get them between websites crashing and phone lines being jammed, are now learning that their appointments are canceled. What's going and in on? Canada, I've heard similar stories. With no new Pfizer deliveries, provinces are trying to adjust. You make it sound like both of these countries should just have warehouses full of vaccines standing by for everybody who needs them, and it doesn't even feel like that. No, yeah, that that's not happening. What's happening is the vaccine manufacturers are giving the countries that made these deals first-in-line access, so they have the priority slots 
over the next year and in the years ahead. And that just means poor countries, even if they buy doses now, they're going to have to wait. When do poor countries get the vaccine? So one of the estimates I saw was at the earliest, most countries won't even start vaccinating until 2023. 2023? Yeah, so that estimate came from the, the an analysis from the Economist Intelligence Unit. But if you think about how slowly things are rolling out, even in the rich countries, and even if things accelerate, it's going to be a while until people who are at the back of the line start to get vaccines. I mean, I know some poorer countries have been spared by this somewhat because, say, there's less international travel in and out of those countries. But it seems kind of crazy, Belouz, that these countries aren't going to get vaccinations until 2023 or something. I mean, if this is a global problem, doesn't it need more of an immediate global solution? Absolutely. And and yeah, there's a lot of criticism on rich countries now for hoarding the vaccine supply for exactly the reason you're saying, that we're going to just cause the pandemic to drag on. What we're heading toward is the vaccine have and have not scenarios where you have rich countries like the U.S., the U.K., Israel, vaccinating their entire populations, including young people, and poorer countries not having anyone covered. And so this will create opportunities for the virus to continue circulating globally. And we know this is a hugely contagious virus. We need really high levels of herd immunity to stop it from spreading. And if we continue with the rate we're going, where you have, yeah, this big disparity between richer countries and poorer countries with vaccine coverage, I, I, I don't know when this pandemic is going to end. I can also see a scenario in which, of course, Justin Trudeau and, and Joe Biden and Boris out in the UK want to take care of their people first and are prioritizing their own populations. But who's going to represent poorer countries in all of this? Well, the WHO has been speaking out against this hoarding in rich countries. I need to be blunt. The world is on the brink of a catastrophic moral failure. And the price of this failure will be paid with lives and livelihoods in the world's poorest countries. And the reality is, like we see within the U.S., there's not a lot of discussion about give the vaccine to poor countries. It's mostly how, how do I get my mom vaccinated? How do I get a vaccine for myself? And it obviously makes sense for political leaders not to think about people in other countries ahead of their own populations. But yeah, we know that, again, it's a really contagious virus. And to stop the spread, we need to make sure people around the world are covered. There is some ethical debate happening now about whether countries that have had uncontrolled spread, like that didn't even make an effort to contain their outbreaks. Um, so the U.S., the U.K., which at one point was just considering driving toward herd immunity, they're the ones who are vaccinating at higher rates than than the rest of the world. And this is obviously yeah, raising some ethical dilemmas about whether it's fair that countries that tried and, and did a better job that happened to be poor and not pre-purchase this advanced access, whether it's fair that they're going to now have to wait. There is this other element here, which is that the rich countries have funded the development of these vaccines um, that we have on the market now. And you can argue that they should have advanced access. But again, if we want this pandemic to end, we can't leave the rest of the world behind. That's kind of how we got in this mess in the first place, thinking that, you know, a viral threat in China wasn't a threat to the U.S. or to the rest of the world. And, and clearly, we were proven very, very wrong.
That was an excerpt of Today Explained. To hear the whole enchilada and others like it, check out Today Explained wherever you check out your podcasts.